If all your official announcements aren't happening on IG Live, this podcast ain't for you. If you don't think Melania is extremely salty about a piece of candy, this podcast ain't for you. Bruh, if you think black men cheat, this podcast ain't for you. And if you're still seeing that word for an internet joke and pronouncing it as Mimi, this podcast ain't for you. What's up, motherfuckers? Hello. We back. Y'all still re- recording this podcast? To this day. Yeah. To this day. If nothing else, it's a fun hobby for us, and maybe eventually you'll check in and have join in on the fun. One time for uh, Dante Wilder, because if we don't talk about that, I know where I'm, I'm talking about. <laughs> Welcome to uh, You Mad It's a Mean podcast, podcast where we discuss the shit you thought you cared about this week. See your boy Chuck. And Jordan. We here. We, we're queer. Get used to it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'm out of pocket. Uh, there's like two people that were like, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, if if that was the case, fuck it. You can't beat my ass. You, I, you'd already see me. I think that my parents would accept me as a lesbian before they'd accept me <laughs> the way that I am. So <laughs> you would Lord see me mercy. with a lot more relationships online. <laughs> One day I asked my grandma, we was talking about some bullshit. And I was like. What if I was gay? Like, what would you do then? She was like, shit, I don't know. I guess you gay. I was like, you goddamn right. Accept me. But now nah, my family disowned me real quick. It's because I'm black. Oh, the rest of my family, I don't know, would be able to live. But moral of the story is I fuck with black, uh, black gay people. Yeah. Anyways. Some marginalized group. <sighs> We're all marginalized one way or well, another. I- well, I guess I am a woman. Unless you're a white man. <laughs> you winning. <laughs> if you fail and you're a white man, look. <laughs> All right. What we talking about today, Jordan? Because uh, a lot of people done broke up. I got many a theories about that. Let's talk about, because everything else is kind of interconnected. So let's talk about the Bush funeral for a second. All right. I want to start off by saying, look, I was, I was watching... The eulogy, I watched maybe five minutes of it, and I was looking at Bush. Just kind of, my eyes kind of glazed over, and I was like, I miss Bush. Baby Bush? Baby Bush, not Daddy Bush. Fuck, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie for Daddy Bush. Uh, but w? I'm, yeah. Which which one died? H.W. Okay, so if you didn't know, if you didn't pick up your phone at all, uh, Daddy Bush, George H.W., passed away at the ripe age of 94. Uh, he, it was about time he died. Honestly, uh, his wife also died this summer. Yeah, and so all of his kids said that Grampy couldn't live without Ganny, so they had to go. <laughs> May he rest in peace. But he was ninety four. If you make it, if I make it past eighty years of age, I want my kids, my grandkids, nieces, nephews, don't shed a tear. <laughs> I completed the mission, bruh. I did everything I was supposed to do on this earth. I feel like it's a GTA. Like little video game, and once you complete the mission on like with San Andreas and like the completed mission, and doom, 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 <laughs> that's what I want them to do at my funeral. Okay, uh, we'll have a theme. Ex- easily It'll be cocktail napkins. Yeah, my theme now is a little out of pocket, but uh, if I make it past eighty, it got to be vanilla. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Bush. I also was like trying to figure out because um, I get that he was a president, and I get that he it should be like a reverent situation, but. Uh, I just felt like everyone was treating it like, A, he had either been assassinated, Mm -hmm. or B, he had just done so much great things for this country. And maybe because our presidency is such a joke now, I'm just jaded by the whole situation. But I really was just like, okay, 
do I really have to stop my day to go look at this train with his casket on it? Like, I'm confused. I think also it's because uh, no president has died in our lifetime, right? No, like somebody died. Well, the I guess no president that was president while we were alive. He yeah. still wasn't president while we were alive though, because he was done in in our parents' lifetime, though. I'm saying like a million at, of them have died within my parents' lifetime. There was an assassination and a, two assassination attempts. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to find an angle here. Uh, a president died. I, I don't know. He was from Texas, I guess. Mm, but it was a nationwide thing. I mean, and it should be a nationwide thing. He was a leader of the country. Mm-hmm. I just I, like okay, he's gonna have a funeral. Cool. I just feel like people were like stopping their whole day. I went on a whole Snapchat rant because the entirety of the main highway that cuts through Texas, north through south, was cut off. And I was told that it was because of his funeral. <laughs> and meanwhile, there was a car burning on the <laughs> side of the road. <laughs> Bush still fucking I don't, still haven't confirmed if that was correct or not. But I just, I don't know. I, that's, okay. <laughs> like, he was 94. And he almost died like three times this year. Like, yeah. I saw it coming. Yeah, number one, uh, his wife died. And once you become soulmates, I heard once when you're soulmates and you're old, once when one half dies, the other one typically dies within, you know, a few months afterwards because that's just how life works. I really don't give a shit about Bush dying. What I was thinking about when I was watching baby Bush, George W. eulogize his father was, I miss Bush. I'm really proud of you for using eulogize in the correct context. <laughs> Hand clap for me. <laughs> I miss the fuck out of Bush because our president now is such a joke. I'd rather deal with like a goofy blonde head. <laughs> that I'd rather deal with that. Him ignoring or like disregarding the fact of 9-11 reading books to children. I'd rather have those visions. Well, it wasn't <laughs> it was the reading books of children thing that became a controversy was that he was photographed with a book upside down at a different point. Yeah. And then the iconic image of him finding out about 9-11, he was reading books to children. But he he didn't seem bothered. He was like, hey, oh, well. I don't think he believed it at first. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> like, ain't no planes going in the... Bush knew about also, it. Also, that was the first plane and the threat, so... And then the whole Pentagon thing and that no one happened that didn't happen. And saw the entire towers collapsing. And by that point, he was already on Air Force One. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, bring bring back Bush, I, I guess. I'm I'm getting real tired of this president. Uh, and that that's the only thing that's going to resonate with this whole George H. dying. Is I'd rather deal with Bush. Mm. Well, the image that went viral and the video that went viral from the mm-hmm. funeral, among other things... Was uh, <laughs> the first thing that I saw was a photo set, and it was all the formers and the current must sit on the front row together. They have to sit in their order, stuff like that. W, of course, was with his family. So it was the Clintons, then the Obamas, then the Trumps. And there's this picture of like the Clintons and the Obamas, and I'm sure it's all coincidence, but it's really funny. So it's the two of them with an empty space next to them, and they're, like, giggling, laughing, having a great time. And then the next picture is the Trump sitting next to them, and everybody is, like, staring straight ahead, yeah. looking somber and, like, sad. Yeah, because the Bushes and the Obamas fuck with each other. Yeah, because, and I was reading, uh, Barack Obama was saying that he was like, I mean, he's just kind of my partner in crime and everything. We've always just sat next to each other at things because mm. we have to. And so, like, we're cool. And that's like the homie. Yeah. And at McCain's funeral, uh, there's a 
viral image front of W handing uh, Barack a cough drop that everyone thought was endearing and whatnot. And then when he arrived at his father's funeral, he went to shake hands down the line and he reached across the Trumps and Barack to hand uh, to shake Michelle's hand, but he also slipped through some candy, like mm-hmm. a drug transaction. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm pretty sure Bush does that with Michelle every time he sees her. He gives her candy. Well, I also think that because the image from the other funeral was like such like a everyone talked about it so much, mm-hmm. it became an inside joke with them. Yeah. And so he was like, I'm going to make sure I get, yes, I'm going to yeah. continue this. Let me make sure I get little <laughs> Michelle, that little, that little <laughs> nigger lady, some candy. And then the other thing that was funny is that while he's shaking her hand, she's like lit up smiling. Barack is laughing. Um, and then there's another image that I saw that someone was like, there's a whole lot to break down here. Uh, and it was Barack's having a great time. Michelle thinks it's really funny. Uh, Melania couldn't be more irritated with where she is. because mm-hmm. She had this stank face on. And then and it said an old Bill out here checking out Michelle ass because his <laughs> eyes are looking down and it does look like he's looking directly at her ass because she's turned away from him. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Fucking, uh, and what was Michelle and what's the Clinton? Hillary. Hillary. Michelle and Hillary <laughs> brought that same energy to Melania. That's my whole thing. All 2019, I'm bringing the same energy niggas give me. So I just like to see my first ladies or my former first ladies come with that that smoke. Yeah, I think the formers are just at this point now where like there's not even a will of like decorum left in them. Like the they if like imagine if you work so hard at this job, it sucked the life out of you. There's mm-hmm. like that image of Barack in time when he got elected and then the image of him on his way out. Yeah. And like he aged like 30 years within the time period of like 8 years. That's the only black that cracks if you're a president. <laughs> That's but the only he's time. still looking like daddy. All yeah. you need to do is go get on the beach for a couple months. Yeah. Little gray hair ain't hurt nobody. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it like literally sucks the life out of you. Like that is something that you're dedicating like yourself, your family to. It changes your life forever. That kind of a thing. Straight facts. And to like put so much effort into it and then have this man and his family come in and just make a complete mockery at this point. Complete. Doesn't matter yeah. what you believe. Doesn't matter what fucking campaign promises you think that he has come through on and you're happy to see and blah 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 if you still think that president trump is a good president this podcast ain't for you not in the slightest like get out of here i don't care how many policies he has seen through to your liking as a president forget policies as a person in this position of power he does not hold himself or conduct himself in a manner that he should there is no more. He says what's on his mind. There is no more. He's just honest. No, he's not a good person. And he, I, to this day, especially recently, think that he does things as a cry of help, of attention. He, mm. I still think, oops, he got into some, he got way in over his head. He like did this as like, just like a Kanye type of a gesture. Was yeah. Like, yeah, Trump 20, what year is it? 2016 is when he got elected. Thank you. Trump 2016. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I'll never get it, so let's just do it. Let me put myself in front of people, whatever. And then it just, the ball kept rolling, and then he was like, well, I'm in it now, and he's not somebody who can just, like, lie down. Mm. And now he's just waiting, like, please impeach me. Please kick me out. What yeah. other dumb thing do I have to do short of getting arrested? <laughs> Shit, even if he gets arrested, he's going to fire the uh, anybody that's doing the the investigation on his arresting. <laughs> 
I'm I'm telling you right now, uh, he's gonna get another turn. I'm calling it right now. And what we I don't learned, like that. And you're entirely too psychic lately. I'm, I I am Raven Simone. <laughs> all that so Raven. I've been damn near a hundred percent on anything I've called in the last like three weeks, mm-hmm. and it's scary. It is scary. If I think of people, they call. What I'm mad about is you doing that now, but you couldn't call shit when it came to Henny Fest. I, look, man, I got ran over. That's that's all I seen. The bottom of Nike's the bottom of Nike's on on my fucking head. That's all I seen. But yeah, man, I, I think he's going to get reelected because the nation are it's we're full of idiots, and they're just going to just watch it burn. So get ready for World War Three, motherfuckers. Either way, the we're all it's gonna be water world in like five years anyway because the <laughs> yeah climate change yeah climate change is kicking our ass yeah and we're man. not doing anything about it nigga damn there went swimming this weekend it was so warm <laughs> yeah man uh i'm here for the first ladies bringing the energy i'm here for bush still being cute bush painting and doing all the little cute shit fully mean girls out here yeah man uh, bring that smoke at all times fuck it we we got anything else to say nah. about uh, our thirty ninth, fortieth, whatever president? <laughs> We're on forty five. We oh, tried the 41st. this man. The yeah, forty first. We tried. Yeah. May you rest in in peace, even though you completed the earthly mission. I wonder if he gets to heaven. Does is God fucking with presidents? I mean, maybe, but they got to talk about the fact that he started the crack epidemic. He he did do that. He well he uh perpetuated it. Reagan started it. Uh, so God, man, they gotta, are you on the guest list? Obama getting in. We know this. <laughs> Clinton cheated when he was in office. So we're not sure about Clinton. Bush doesn't like black people. Kanye <laughs> said it and Kanye is real close with Jesus. We all know this. So we'll figure that one out. We Nixon's going to hell. He's in hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, you know. All right. So. Cardi B announced on Instagram that the hood marriage of the year is officially off. Her and Offset are done. Offset, done set. Uh, I'm calling plot twist right now. Mm-hmm. And we all know that I'm psychic. So hear me out. It, it's They're not over. I don't think they're over either just because Cardi B is so mercurial. And like if you watch how she was with old Tommy or Tony or whoever was in jail on uh, Love and Hip Hop she seems like one of them girls that could literally be in love and out of love every five seconds Yeah. although I do feel like she has matured over the last year Yeah. this is my theory I, I got two points point A Cardi B typically goes to like the IG is like the last straw and Cardi it, it doesn't seem like Cardi to break up with somebody on an IG post that's one well, I don't think she broke up with him through IG. Oh, she think. just announced it. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, two, if that is the case, why not give that info to your publicist and just tell them to, to circulate that to the to whatever masses you want? I think it's because it's Cardi. No, I'm I'm not here. I don't believe Cardi. I, I'm telling you, in two weeks they're gonna be spotted together. TMZ is gonna catch them, and it's gonna be such a cute little adorable thing. Like, oh, they're working on it. Either they're coming out with a project. Or she was frustrated and was trying to piss Offset off. 
or whatever. Because he even commented and said something like, y'all won. He said, y'all won. But um, that was everybody telling him. Because the catalyst to this, which everyone knows, although Cardi said in it that no one did anything wrong and they just fell out of love with each other and they're still really great friends and will be parents to their daughter culture, is the uh, threesome that Offset tried to orchestrate that did not include Cardi. Mm. And Nikki just released her good form video and the two strippers... So the whole reason Cardi allegedly had them jumped was because they were the ones that were supposed to be having a threesome with her husband. Okay. And then Nikki put them in her video. Mm. (laughs) Messiest of all. And then all of this has culminated over some weeks, supposedly in their eventual demise of Mm. their relationship. Um, But Cardi didn't bring it up. Also, one of them, Sunny, Bunny, Summer Bunny... Somebody like that. One of them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They got stripper names. Um, went on her own IG live and um, apologized to Cardi officially, was crying, and said that she didn't realize that their marriage was that serious. <sighs> Look, man. I'm getting real tired of these clout chasers. These bitches. And not even bitches. These people in general that are taking situations and then using their platform, and then just blowing it way out of proportion. This heifer knew. Number, they was married. What, what's what's a fake marriage? <laughs> Shit, Will and Jada, quote, quote, were open. and That's what to- someone else said, was that Will and Jada were open. Because someone uh, said, like, oh, you thought... Nikki and or Cardi and shit, Cardi and Offset was going to be the next Will and Jada, and they were like, "Well, Will and Jada was open, so yeah. maybe that's why it worked." But apparently, they weren't because they talked about it on their Facebook episode shit. But the red table, yeah, uh, we got to talk about that one day. But look, man, the bitch was wrong. She shouldn't have even apologized, and if she was going to apologize, just reach out to Cardi B personally. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fucking go to IG. That's my whole thing. Like everybody just wants. To be the next, she's gonna get on a fucking loving hip hop show now as Offset side bitch. My guess would also be that um, Cardi B's fans were coming after her on social media. Oh, I mean, you know, she felt like she had to stay face because I bet they were like, "Look what the fuck you did, ho," <laughs> something mm. like that. And then you know how crazy people get online. Yeah, and especially Barty Gang and the Beehive and the Queen Nicki Minaj. What's what's her fans called? Barbs. Yeah, Barbs. Fucking Barbs. Fuck barbs. Uh, all of that. It's bad for business, man. I don't think, and I'm going to say this a hundred times, so I need y'all to be ready. Black men don't cheat. Now, hear me out before you roll your eyes. We don't. Like, every time somebody tries to catch us up, we it's a whole affiliation. Black men don't cheat affiliation on Twitter, and I follow them. And it's a lot of just people trying to bring us black men down. Look, police are coming after us. The, the fucking child support people are coming after us. God damn me. We can't even step out on the street without getting looked at by these scared white people. Everybody's coming for us black men. Queens quit trying to make us into something that we not. That's enough. I, that's, I've we heard don't enough. cheat. Okay. Enough. I've heard All right. too much. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Try to let you have your little stupid ass moment. But no. Gee shit. We finna figure out. In just a minute, once we get to the topic, that black men really don't cheat. This is all just, you know, propaganda by the media to bring us down. And even if Offset was cheating, it's fucking Offset. He's one of the biggest artists in the nation right now. He's a part of the biggest rap group. Ooh, 
I'm about to get on my biggest soapbox ever. Look, I'm, Cardi want to sit here and pop all this shit talking about I eat coochie and bring me a bitch. She was on IG Live talking to Offset one day saying, oh, you going to the strip club, bring us a bitch back. If he cheating, just bring the bitch in. <clears throat> Here's the point. The point is, when you step into a relationship, you set your guidelines and expectations for each other. And if what you are doing is going to have your partner, 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 <laughs> exactly, because she's full of shit, is what she's talking. If your what you're doing is going to have your partner feel disrespected in any way, then it is not something you should be doing. Period. Point blank. There is no exception to that rule, and women should not be expected to just have to lower their standards and deal with whatever if they want to be with a high-profile man. Period. Look, man, Offset ain't cheat. All of this is fake news. <clears throat> we was just talking about Trump. Fake news. Whatever. Fake news. But the whole concept of, well, he's an athlete. He's a rapper. What do you expect? I have higher expectations of him. But that's why I would not myself be in that situation because I don't trust none of them. But if someone has given you that trust and you've had that conversation, there's like nothing worse you could do than to go back on top of that. And just break all of that and just be like, yeah, fuck you. My word means nothing. Yeah. All bullshit aside, I'm obviously joking, but we don't know what caused him to break up. We don't know if it was the two little bitches with the threesome situation. We don't know if this nigga just could get up one night and Cardi got mad. Like, we don't know what broke him up. It'll eventually come out the truth. But as of now, uh, I do believe they are going to get back together. I think this is just some kind of weird New York Puerto Rican or whatever fucking Dominican Dominican way of getting that offset and pissing them off. Uh, this will all go by the wayside and culture's parents will be living in the same house by February of next year. You know what else I was wondering? Because all I've always heard a lot of mothers who are like, I'm not going to put my baby on social media because I don't want them growing up on social media. There's no it's weird for people to see pictures of them developing blah, 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 blah. But then I've always seen those moms eventually give in and want mm -hmm. to show off pictures of their baby because they're so proud and so happy. And girls are a, a f have a funny way about social media, which probably ties into some like ancient psyche. I'm not even going to go there. But within hours of her saying that they were done, we saw the first picture of culture on social yeah. media. And I'm wondering if keeping culture off social media was a joint decision or was a offset respect my ways because I'm the man of the house decision. I think it was probably 60-40 offset saying like, no, nah, for real, let's just keep her off. This is, you know, let's bring her out on a special time, whatever, whatever. And Cardi was like, I don't give a fuck because she does live on IG and she does kind of, mm -hmm. you know, that's where she gets the majority of her ideas and shit off. So, And the first picture was like this random picture of her in a car seat, like not even like fully yeah, <laughs> that's some shit. her. It was like a paparazzi photo from Cardi herself. Yeah, that's some shit you send to your mama. Be yeah. like, oh, look at look at her. She in the little culture bib. You got her for uh, her, her birth. Look at her all <laughs> sweet and shit. I'm rolling my eyes. Cute, cute kid, though. Mm -hmm. Very. It looks just like both of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that baby going to be nice and ratchet one day. <laughs> that will be an interesting thing to see. How that baby grows up yeah because this we talk about it all the time but this culture of celebrity is so much different than the past culture of celebrity mm -hmm. particularly hip-hop artists have never like 
the people who have kids that are now grown that were hip hop celebrities never had the exposure that the people who are having kids now and mm-hmm. are hip hop celebrities have at the moment and to see what these kids are going to be one day. Yeah. And just celebrities in general, these the, their children were not this exposed. Like we're all going to know what their kids look like when they get to a certain age. Right. Whereas there are some kids where someone will be like, yeah, that's so-and-so son. You'll be like, oh, I don't yeah. think we'll ever have to guess in the future. Yeah. We'll know exactly who North is. We'll know exactly. You can be tell no... who North is now. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. We'll know exactly who all of those kids are. We'll know exactly what culture looks like as she grows up. We all know exactly who Regine is. Mm-hmm. And apparently she's a midget. They showed her like stand about poo. This bitch is like five, two. Well, neither Lil Wayne or uh, what's her name are very tall. Yeah. They're Toya. Like, Toya Carter. Yeah, she's like five two, and he's like five seven. Yeah, she can still get it though. <laughs> but black men don't cheat because you know I'm obviously engaged and shit, allegedly. <laughs> No, nah. that would hurt. <laughs> Allegedly. No, nah, I am definitely happily engaged. But if I wasn't, Regine, holla at your boy. I'll leave my fiance for um, the young money money. We're going to move on. Yeah. To, was there anything else you wanted to say on this subject? Uh, no, it's, it's not real. It's fake news. That's all I got to say about it. Okay. Well, then we'll continue talking with fake news. <laughs> um, There was pictures that circulated of... What was supposed to be Travis Scott canoodling with a woman who was not Kylie. And if you don't know, because you were living under a rock, they have a baby together. They're supposed to be happily in a relationship. They just released a little Christmas photo together They're with married. the baby. Are they married? That's what he keeps saying, my wife. I don't keep up with them to know. Yeah. Travis Scott is the biggest thing out right now. And I'm going to get into that uh, in a minute because I got into it with a barb on Twitter on some fuck shit. But to kind of... Uh, Ali what Jordan was saying there was a picture circulating we didn't know that it was fake or not it was just a picture of quote quote Travis Scott uh, on like a balcony of some sort with someone who wasn't Kylie uh, Kylie Jenner uh, and Travis Scott instantly comes out and says you know this is all cap this isn't me uh, you guys are just coming up with some fake shit whatever I looked at it and was like that's not Travis Scott <laughs> I instantly was like, this nigga is way smarter. If he's going to, number one, you got one of the baddest chicks in the game, whatever. Number two, if you're going to, he was on tour, that's two. And number three, if you're going to do that, you wouldn't get caught up like that. It's better ways to have a bitch other than be on a balcony. Or he could have, it could have been just pulled out of context. It could have been a party. Could have been talking to her, you know. That, Jordan's giving me like the weirdest I was here for like look. all the other explanations that explanation would have been insane if it had mean, really been him but look if me and you are somewhere and I'm trying to tell you something my arm wouldn't be around you but I might yeah, be close no. to your ear like trying to convey no whatever I'm trying on, to say and they were on a hotel balcony like of a private suite yeah plot twist though none of that was actually true yeah, it, was it was a guy from Jamaica yeah it was like a YouTuber who just Fucked around with it. And his intention was to prove to people how gullible the internet is. Yeah. Let me show you how I can just come up with some fuck shit. And uh, all you motherfuckers believe it. I thought it came from TMZ. It didn't even come from that. He just put the Mm -hmm. watermark on the fucking photo. And then it immediately circulated. It's genius. But Kylie came out and said, motherfucker, you fucking with my relationship. Travis came out and he was obviously upset as soon as he seen it. Like, all of that 
you, we're looking at public figures as only public figures and not realizing that these two people are happily in a relationship, have a child, the the whole nine. We're only looking at them as Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner, mm-hmm. the the icons that they are right now mm-hmm. versus they're actually trying to build something up, which sucks. But at the end of the day, this is what you signed up for, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, if you trust each other, then you trust each other, so... <laughs> But it's hard. Let's say you are in a relationship and the guy is telling you, no, that's not me. But you're looking at the actual photo and it looks just like him. Oh, I'm causing all hell. So you're causing hell because I'm imagining Kylie was definitely moving furniture in somewhere, (laughs) pissed the fuck off. And he's telling her, like, look, I know what it looks like, but it's not me. And it's side by side photos of the guy and Travis Scott actual photos of him, like, with his face halfway to the side and it all comes out to be not him like how foolish do you look i mean i look foolish but we're here now what you gonna do about it (laughs) that's almost grounds for like i told you you didn't trust me maybe we aren't meant to be together type shit i mean because i I would be upset if i'm like 100 percent adamant like this isn't me oh so that it's grounds for breaking up with you. That is. Yeah. Oh, that, okay. That's my that's my oh. drawing point. Shit, everybody got they they breaking point. That's your breaking point. That one. If I know it ain't me, and you don't trust me and believe me, and all that other shit, you can put that to the wayside. Here's my thing. Whenever whenever there is a situation, and if someone doesn't understand how I feel in that situation, I want to flip it, and I want you to imagine yourself in that position. How you would have reacted? Do you would and then you know you can sit here and say no, I would have trusted you, blah blah blah, whatever. But I feel like you're full of shit. But also, I kind of think that once you've been with somebody that long and you're that like in love with them and whatnot, that she probably knew instantly that it wasn't him, Mm -hmm. and like it just didn't make it wouldn't have made sense if they were like really are as close as they are. Yeah, because when you look at it after you know. You can, you can kind of tell that it's definitely not him. Yeah. But as was the point he was trying to prove, if, if someone gives you something salacious, your brain is going to try to make it true. These are all facts. And the everybody in the culture just fell for it. Like, oh, you're cheating, whatever, whatever. Like, come on, man. Let, let's get the facts out before we just dive into this nigga ain't shit <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I kind of, I could see why it looked bad. But this nigga was on tour. He's been on tour. Like, when would he have time to be in a sunny vacation-ass Jamaica? It could have been an old picture. Yeah. That surfaced. Yeah, man. So, with all this Travis Scott shit, now the barbs are coming out of the woodwork. Still butthurt that Travis Scott is beating out Nicki Minaj for, like, album sales and oh shit. Oh, my God. I didn't even know where to connect that. Yeah. I was on Twitter, and this guy tweeted. I don't know. I'm not going to say his name. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, he was still, like, bringing up the fact that Travis Scott was selling merch to uh, get albums album up. Sales? Yeah. But Nicki was doing the same. But apparently, the difference between Travis and Nicki is... Travis gave the album, and with Nikki's, you had to redeem the album for it to count as the sale. So I guess the fans had to do more work with Nikki, and Travis just provided it. And I guess that's against the rules or something. I don't know, but Nikki fans are 
they need to get it over over that shit. Like Does album sales even matter anymore? Not really. And when Travis is still like topping Hot 100, that's showing you that the streams alone are the uh, the record spins alone that radio producers are playing or whatever is coming from the actual album. It's not like oh he gave out merch and that's what got him on top. The al- the songs are good. Mm. The DJs are still playing. They're not playing Nicki shit like that because her album was garbage. <laughs> Motherfuckers, get off Nicki dick and a strap on and safaris. All right, I'm on. I'm pissed. <laughs> I hate. I hate the motherfuckers. Square up. What happened with you on Twitter though? Th- that's where I got into it with the guy. Oh, I was on about- Twitter. <laughs> Radio play. Yeah. Okay. He he stopped saying shit once I brought up the radio play thing. I was oh. like, he top hot 100. Explain that in no response. You have been heavy on Twitter today. I tweeted today. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I missed it. It was emotional. Oh, I'm glad I did. That's my Twitter is my um, emotional trash bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tw- anything I tweet, tip, I'm doing it at work most of the time. And it's just, if I think it, my thumbs are moving. I tweeted today, I purposely scare white people. <laughs> just, just, I, I know how to use my blackness and I got on the elevator leaving from work and I'm getting off on like my work's floor like it's not like I'm on some random ass floor and this woman kind of like clutched and moved back to the elevator so I kind of like blackened myself up a little bit put my <laughs> put my chest out I was gonna say it's not that you are purposely scaring white people it is you are purposely not scaring white people is what it is you can't do nothing about scaring them you big you got a beard you black you probably was wearing them aviators <laughs> no <So>. it was nighttime, <laughs> but i do in the morning though for sure for sure and you don't be speaking or nothing Mm-mm. no it's a matter of not doing the hey how you doing yeah <laughs> how's your day miss miss lady i don't never speak to people so everybody who probably sees me is like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> I'm walking around with my North Face. That's my, I'm not finna rob you. I wear my North Face vest. North Face vest. Vest. That's what I wear. And if I'm wearing that, I'm not going to do anything to you. Obviously, I know where to get clothes from. It's North Face. Oh, is that the case? Yeah, other oh. other people, other white people wear North Face vests. I don't know why. It just looks real dweeby on you. And I this whole time, I'm wondering if your neck was hurting because you got that polo buttoned up so tight. That's what I do when I'm at work. But we not at work. I don't feel like undressing if I undo the top. <laughs> I don't need you to undress. I'm just saying that if your I, neck making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I'm the new version of Nick Man with this with this polo on. <laughs> Whatever. I'm rocking it. This is my shirt. It, you wear fucking uh, mesh socks. I do, and they're trendy. They're I can not, show I've you never seven seen, ads right now where there's fishnet socks in them. I've never seen anyone else other than Jordan wear mesh socks. I can show you several times and also i'm you're the last person i'm taking fashion advice from paint jeans so <laughs> stay out my inbox. i might wear the motherfuckers tomorrow you don't know what i'm capable of <laughs> paint jeans all day levi's 20 dollars and macy's holla at your boy and i'm wearing a crop top tomorrow mm-hmm. get your life it's gonna be raining but i don't care okay i'm not here to judge other than goddamn fishnet socks no nah, it's a crop sweater <laughs> y'all we need to break that down it's a crop so that means that it's going to be half of a shirt but it's a sweater so it's supposed to keep you warm 
It is going to keep me warm. It's going to keep my arms and my shoulders warm. And then I'm going to wear some high-waisted jeans. All right. Get your life. I, I'm not even upset. Get your shine on, man. I will. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so. What? So, where what? we at? You tell me. What? Who's? What's this man's name? His name is Kareem Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> that is his name. Look, I we we was talking for the solid eight minutes. I'm gonna get accurate with it about uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, their little domestic violence central domestic violence. It's not domestic violence. It's just assault. Uh, they're assault. Yeah, they're assault situation. And uh, I was saying Tyreek Hill, the receiver, and that was all kinds of inaccurate. Uh, Kareem Hunt, the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, assaulted a lady over the summer, and it's now resurfacing, and he got booted. Uh, the rundown of the story, uh, over the summer, he was in a hotel. Apparently, this lady called him the N-word. Uh, they decide to get in a little altercation. He ends up pushing her over. Uh, once she gets to the ground, he kind of comes back up to her, and he uses his foot to, like, push her more. Uh, Stay down. Yeah. Just, you know, kicking them while they're down, basically. Uh, he tells the Chiefs organization, but apparently doesn't tell them the full story. The Chiefs never told the NFL, because the NFL is real big on domestic violence. That's a no-no. You do not put your hands on people. They got Elliot one year. Uh, they got a punter. Anytime you, anytime you put your hands on a lady, the NFL brings the hammer down. Goodell doesn't play. For specific play. people, it's worse for others. Yeah. Uh, They've been mishandling it really badly. So yeah. now they're kind of making examples of whoever pops up now. Because if you white and punt the ball, you really don't get in trouble for it. But if you black and run the ball, that's your ass. Mm. Uh, but so the Chiefs immediately, once the TMZ breaks the story, they immediately uh, release them. From the team, uh, the NFL is obviously going to do their own investigation. He's going to face minimum six games. Uh, that's kind of the standard on what they do with these cases uh, from here on out, or what they've been doing as of recent. Um, he goes to ESPN. He tells his story to Lisa Salters. I, I don't know why the name's coming up, but he tells the story. You can remember that. Yeah, I can remember <laughs> who recorded. <laughs> Who did the interview? Uh, he tells him he lied to the Chiefs and he never told the NFL. So it's kind of up in the air on what actually happened. But what we do know and what we have seen is the actual fight, and it, it didn't look good on his part. Which I I don't never understand if you're a person of uh, high caliber, high standard, uh, quote quote high society. society why would you put yourself in that situation? Yeah, or once the situation escalates, the starts escalating, you've got to like find the calm within you, and it's not fair, but it is what it is to step away from the situation. Yeah, but you do have to have something in you because I mean, what she did was fucked up, and it's probably it's not the first time. I guarantee, and it won't be the last that someone has spoken to him that way, and mm -hmm. he's just been expected to just walk away. And I'm sure there's times where he's felt like, where is enough is, is enough? Mm -hmm. Like, What is my issue? We talked about the fact that he might be a more violent person because he may suffer from symptoms from CTE. Yeah. 
or anything along those lines. So he may not be fully aware of his own emotions anyway. But, um, and it's something that I think all people should do. And I think it should honestly start at the high school level. If you see your child has the proficiency to become something great and people are looking at them, you need to start working on behaviors even at that early on. Right. And like, it's not something that we focus on about how to conduct yourself because people will come for you. Right. Yeah. Like this motherfucker could have won a Super Bowl this year. And now you're booted from the team that you were one of the legit reasons why they were, you know, in that realm. He wasn't like the main part, but he was definitely a moving part of the machine of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now his entire career is tarnished. Like he's not going to be able, even if he gets back into the league, he's not going to be able to shake this. Like any interview is going to reference it. Anybody on the field is going to be brought up. Like anybody you encounter from here on out is like, motherfucker, you put your hands on women. Like niggas try to square with people off this Mm -hmm. shit. And let's establish something now. Uh, White people, particularly white women from another white woman, you have got to erase that word from your vocabulary. Period. Yeah. Did she deserve to be pushed by a man? No. But I'm. we're going to isolate that incident for a second and focus on her behavior for one second. I will do that because it needs to happen and it, needs, it doesn't happen enough. You are not invincible. Don't let your privilege let you think that you are invincible. Because it's been happening for your entire life. It happened for your mother's life. It happened for your grandmother's life. That shit not going to work for much longer. Preach, George. And it could have been worse. <laughs> Preach. Um, and I'm like I said, it's not an excusable reaction to what you did. But there is no excuse for you to just be walking around. I don't care what's happening with you. What kind of altercation you have. And with women, we can't just keep provoking men by like saying whatever the fuck we feel like. Like, you got to have some kind of dignity to speak to another human even if you don't like them even if you got a problem with them you have to stop calling people outside their names and doing whatever you possibly can to push somebody to their limit just for them to react to what you did and then be the victim right you she is a victim in this situation at the end of the day they both are not going to walk away from this with like happy thoughts for sure but you you can't keep walking through life thinking that because uh, like who knows what the fuck happened between them before that happened but thinking you're just going to say the N-word and there's not going to be any repercussions. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. So let, let's have a little story time. I feel like there there are two two ways you can handle a white lady calling you the N-word. Uh, this is situation one where you're Kareem Hunt and you, you push her to the ground and you put your foot on her and you lose your entire career. And then it's my situation where anytime I'm in Texarkana, Typical fashion, I link up with my best friend, Uh, we go to the local bar, and we're chilling. This time, uh, he has a particular lady friend he's with, who happens to be Caucasian, Uh, and, you know, he introduces me to her, me in my same fashion, that anytime I'm in Texarkana, I like to uh, go up to people, have random conversations, talk about whatever the fuck is going on. Uh, So, me are just chopping it up, and talking about how the bartender's giving drinks, Uh, She mentions that she's from Southern Louisiana. I'll bring up the fact that, you know, Louisiana is my second home. We're going back and forth. And then she says the N-word. And then I look at her and say, what did you just say? Why did you say that, lady? And she says, I'm from Louisiana. I'm, it's like, 
I'm good. I could say it. And what I proceeded to do was pick up my beer, pick up my Long Island iced tea because I double fist up oh in my Texarkana. What a double fist situation. Yeah, that's how I end up assaulting people <laughs> because <laughs> I do shit like that. But uh, I just dipped off. Like, there's no need for me to even continue the conversation if your mindset is it's okay for me to say it yeah, because if you were blah, blah, blah. to say it in front of a black man's face. A stranger. She didn't even know me. Yeah, then you clearly are living a whole in a whole completely different reality. And at this point, with every piece of information that I know has been presented to your face, if you are a human being who socializes with other human beings and you still think that it's okay, there's probably not a conversation that can be even had anymore. Yeah. Especially not in that situation where it's loud and there's alcohol involved. Maybe if you're at a house and it's calm and you can talk to them, you know, each one, teach one. If you have the opportunity to help someone be educated and enlightened, there is that. But the bar, the club, it's not the place. Yeah. It's not going to happen. What what I would what I typically do in those situations where we're a little bit more intimate and there isn't music and shit going on is I try to do like, what if I called you a bitch? Like, how do you like that? And if that kind of like triggers them, then I got them and then we can have a conversation. <laughs> got them. Yeah. But if they be like, I don't even give a fuck, I'll yeah. be like, Oh shit, this is over. I ain't there's nothing else we need to discuss. You just reckless. Yeah. And somebody gonna catch your ass slipping. Yeah. And they I notice like I guess since I'm so, like, more open, especially if I'm out, people think they can try shit with me. Mm-hmm. And especially with the company I keep in Texarkana, and most of them motherfuckers don't give a fuck. Because yeah. as long as they fucking them, they can call them whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about you, motherfucker. Uh, they they tend to just try it and, like, push your limits and see how far they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, one day, I'm going to get my fiance to beat these bitches ass. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> There's like, there's two levels to that too. Cause there's the white people who've gotten too comfortable. Um, and they're, cause there's, there's certain black people they would not do that with. Yeah. Period. Which is what you were just getting at. But then on the other, the flip side of that coin is the black people that are telling them it's cool or yeah. not checking them because they don't want to have that conversation. I dated a dude who was a black dude. He told <laughs> really? Me, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Um, who, <laughs> who told me that um, he had a white best friend who he called his honky. And I was like, immediately cringeworthy, just in general. And then he said, well, no, the reason he told me that was that he thought it was funny to tell me that this white dude called him my N-word. And, and I like looked at him crazy and he was like, yeah, it's just like a thing we do. He calls me that and I call him my honky. And I was like... And it was almost as if he was saying it to, like, relate to me, to show me how cool he was with white people. And I was like, oh, you got the wrong white bitch, sir. Yeah. I'm not her. Because I kept looking at him. And then we had a full blown out argument. And I, I kind of felt like an asshole because I was telling him how to be a friend amongst his friends. But I, it also we didn't have another date after that. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it, I have a lot of white friends. Number one, they know I don't play that N-word shit. Number two, like, there's a way to have interracial friendships and be able to be open and vulnerable and whatever without that word really being used by the white person. Like there, there should be a respect. There should be like understandings, boundaries, whatever to know that word isn't to be played with. I could say it all the fuck I want. (laughs) This is my motherfucking word, nigga. I could say it. It's cool for me. Don't you say it. 
And out of respect, because most of my friends are women anyways, I won't call you a bitch. Like, I'm not going to do that. Or just, like, call you out your name, period. Yeah, yeah, in general. Or I, I do, don't do something that. that you find disrespectful or um, upsetting. That's the other thing that kills me is when you're like, hey, that's not cool. And they're like, no, it's cool. We're fine. We're friends. And you're like, okay, but for me, it makes me uncomfortable. Mm. And they're like, but it's fine. And it's like, you don't argue yeah. with me. I'm telling you what makes me uncomfortable. I'm telling you why I'm triggered. And you'd be like, don't even worry about it, bro. It's cool. Because <laughs> then the other thing that's interesting for me is that um, I will be around groups of white people who know how I am and they will apologize to me for their behaviors while they're around me. And I'm just like, don't apologize. Stop being that person. Yeah. Like, ew. <laughs> Like, uh, I need to make sure that, you know, the white girl that's kind of woke and sleeps with black men isn't triggered. But <laughs> they I'm will. Still they'll police tomorrow. themselves around me or they'll say something and then apologize to me. And I'm like, don't apologize to me. You're not offending me directly. You're offending yeah. a group of people yeah. in general. And you're worried about me. Like, uh, all I'm doing acting, is telling you to what's up. <laughs> he's acting so black, right? <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. I didn't mean to offend you. Yeah, you mean, I mean, you know. Which I mean, and you know, there's pieces of my personality that is offensive. There are a lot of people that think that the way that I talk is like not okay. And for me, I, I'm not going to tell you that you can't be offended, but it's also something that I know that I've worked on and I've tried to fix. And it feels like I'm fixing something that's not. Yo. That's like. <laughs> what? If I link up with Jordan tomorrow and she starts sounding like a fucking preppy chick from Breckenridge, I'm turning around. I'm leaving the fuck out. <laughs> that That's not Jordan. And the other thing is, I'm a mashup of a lot of things. I'm heavily influenced by the things that are around me. So you're going to hear me talk one way, one way, like one second, and talk another way, another second. Like, I just pick up different things, and I like to impersonate different things. But the way that I speak now is the way that I've been speaking since, really, since I moved back to Texarkana. Like, yep. And I tell people all the time, there's a million people that talk just like me. But um, I've seen woke Twitter go off about how, like, people say... Um, there are plenty of people that grow up in situations that don't sound like the people that are around them but there's a million other people that do sound like what they are around mm -hmm. them and just like there are black people that grew up in a different neighborhood than what I did and if you heard the two of us on the phone you would probably miss uh, I don't know recognize us like you would probably flip our ethnicities or something mm -hmm. like that by like stereotypes and things like that and I, I just there was a moment in time where I, there was a lot of pressure on me telling me that people telling me that I would never be successful because of the way that I speak. And so I tried really, really hard to like change that. And it's just, there's only so much you can do about your accent. Yeah. And that's what it feels like to me. It feels like an accent. There are people that would argue with that. And I help me put me in the right direction. Then no, send me to the coach. I don't think there's a, a way for you to argue. Cause then if what's their argument, like try to sound more, Exactly. Whatever. There is no such thing but, as talking white, talking black, but I basically people would treat it as if I am impersonating a culture. That's not mine. But that's bullshit because if you put me, TQ, uh, if you put me, my best friend, uh, and the rest of the guys I hang out with, and then I start talking, and you hear everyone around me start talking. We seem like we're from two totally different spots, but we grew up down the street from each other. So I feel like it just. It just all depends on what you focused on when you was a kid. Like, you you were around black people. I was probably watching anime and shit and Power <laughs> Rangers and whatever. Like, I sound a tad different from my peers. That doesn't mean I'm different. 
you also weren't growing up in the country, and both of us spent yeah. time away during very formative years. These are accurate. From That's that accurate. city, yeah, yeah. and then came back. So there's pieces of it that are in us, but then mm. we also have pieces from other things. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I grew I up around parents that. that sound nothing like anybody from where I'm from, but even they have pieces of that accent in their accent now. Yeah. And there are colloquial, like colloquial things that I picked up along the way that eventually once you start, once you hear something over and over and over again, day in and day out, it works its way into your vocabulary. There are certain things that we say that are memes are quotes or things like that that people at my job don't know, don't understand, mm-hmm. but I hear them say now, which I think is funny. From like, there are things that I forget that have worked in my, their way into my vocabulary, from like popular like movies or like comedy skits specifically. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, that I know that none of them have seen, like stuff from like Cat Williams or like stuff like that. But I'll hear them say it, and I'll be like, I know you didn't you say that yeah. before you started working with me. And there are things like I know vines now because <laughs> they <laughs> quote vines all the fucking time. And I can quote a vine, but I don't know what it looks like. And I've never actually seen the right. real vine. I can just quote it because it, they do that shit around me all the time. Secondhand culture. That's what that <laughs> is right there. And like at, at the end of the day, I know that I am not black. I know that I am not something that I'm not. And I recognize my privileges that I have. And I do my damnedest. <laughs> To fight all of that and create some kind of a balance. But at the end of the day, I'm just, like, I am me. But it's hard for me to say that. And then five minutes ago, I was saying, you can't tell people that you just don't give a shit. You're not going to, like, try to change. Mm -hmm. So that is my power struggle within my head, like, all the time. And I do have my own version of code switching, which is weird. And also hard for me to say because I know that code switching kind of comes from a survival element that I don't have and I don't need because I have my inherent privilege. But I have my own version of it mm-hmm. where I find myself like around situations where I'll speak a certain way because I know that um, I have to, but it's a conscious effort. When I'm comfortable, this is who I am. And so it's like, so I'm just supposed to be like uncomfortable my whole life or y'all want me to work with a voice coach? I don't know. You got the money for that? <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, I've, I've had to defend you in the past <laughs> because people think she pretended. I'm like, bruh, I'm with a all the time it's not an act this and, is just and what literally the fuck if i do like. anything that's like kind of valley girl around any of my friends from high school they will call me out on it and be like who what who the fuck you think you are yeah this east texas man it, it's this is nice it's a little, different world man uh bermuda triangle it's the B- bermuda triangle of ridiculousness i was gonna say ratchet but that, white people actuality are yeah i call it ratchet sometimes just because it's easier for me to sum it up in one word for people mm-hmm. to understand but it is it's just it's hard to explain it's the only place i feel like in the world where you can be called a nigga by a white person or a white lady more specifically uh see a murder at a racetrack see Stop. 10 d1 athletes uh what else? Uh, being two states at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then go mudding with some homeboys the next day. Exactly. And then go gamble 45 minutes down the street. <laughs> it, it's it's an amazing place. You should definitely visit. It's <laughs> all sarcasm. Oh, my God. Texarkana, what a great place. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so we started with assault in the NFL, and we ended with... Yeah, I just know, wanted to... People don't understand that we get why he was mad, but you have to find better ways 
to channel that anger. Yeah, man. Especially when it comes to women. And if a woman is antagonizing you, you have got to remove yourself from the situation because it's only going to end poorly for you if you find yourself getting out of control. Because what white ladies can do real quick is play victim. That's what they're (laughs) undefeated at. Don't even try, bro. (laughs) Well, that's enough for NFL. Women in general. Yeah, and well, and also the NFL will continue to do this. Should they have made better decisions in the past? Yes, they should have. But now they are hopefully through pressures from um, society and the fans are going to make better decisions as far as how to handle these things in the future. So don't expect anyone to get any kind of the slack that athletes used to get in like the past. Well, this is because of the social media aspect and how everything is so instant. There is no way to for it to get swept under the rug mm-hmm. and it stays away forever. Yep. What's done in the dark literally was going to come out in the light. Or through the security camera footage. Exactly. Because TMZ is snitching out here. Mm -hmm. They don't give a fuck. Which, they should have been told. So it's not snitching, but, you know, delivering the information. But I feel he's going to get another job. Uh, Another team is going to pick him up. The Redskins love picking up felons. The Cowboys love picking up felons. (laughs) Oh, Jerry Jones already made a comment and said he was watching it very closely. Exactly. That's all he said. Because you might as well pick up a second running back. He's going to be dirt cheap because mm-hmm. he can't get the money that he was going to get after this year is up. And, you know, face that little six-game suspension. Now you got two running backs on your team. <laughs> got two good old boys that can tote that ball. <laughs> that pig skin. That pig skin. <laughs> Boy, best of luck. Uh, I really hope that he has learned from uh, whatever, you know, errors he made that night. I uh, wanted to be known that not one – uh, moment in someone's lives defines their character. Mm. Uh, I will one day speak on, you know, my own situation. There, there is, it's, there's time for growth. I, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you can learn from something and become a better person and figure out, you know, ways to de- de-escalate and, you know, not put your hands on people. Yeah, and learn from your mistakes. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna give you something that you can go on a soapbox about, but <laughs> we're gonna oh, <laughs> we're gonna go step by step because I want to fangirl out for like five seconds, and then we can like get into the nitty gritty of the dirty part of it. <laughs> so Ariana Grande's video for uh, Thank You Next came out, and I live for every element of the video. It's amazing. We'll get there, <laughs> but the video is a bunch of recreations of like. Typical teen movies. I did see someone tweet, thankfully, because I felt like I was the only one, that 13 Going on 30 had no business being in that video. And I was like, thank you. I think that movie is so stupid. But um, it started with uh, Mean Girls references and a whole bunch of celebrity cameos and like pseudo celebrities, if you like count YouTubers. Um, And then it went into Bring It On references where she brought in some of the same people from the movies, someone from Victorious. Then it went to the 13 going on 30, which was whatever. And then it ended with a Legally Blonde reference in which um, when she's sitting outside in the iconic like sun tanning scene, she's holding a book about immigration law as a like supposed to be a little like fuck you to Donald Trump. In the beginning, she's like laying in her bed with her burn book and she's writing about her exes. I finally figured out who the fuck Ricky is because I looked at all of this shit, like broke it down. 
And in the burn book, <laughs> that of course the internet took it and like ran with it. So she actually wrote some things down in the book. And if you freeze frame it, you can see. And on Big Sean's page, she put hashtag could could still get it, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Stop looking at me like that. Um, the video was amazing. It gave me all my life. If I was an artist, that would be the kind of video I would make. It was like everything that I love. Mean Girls is like top five movies for me. Sorry, but it is. And Legally Bond and Bring It On will always be classics for me and young me. They mean the world to me. But now the internet has taken the conversation to, is she profiting too much off of Mac Miller's death? Is it my turn? Yep. You got, I couldn't wait. Tag me <laughs> in this motherfucker. <laughs> Look, uh, I've discussed before, but you know, that episode never aired. I believe that Grande is damn near grimy for what she's doing right now. The song itself, uh, I was a tad upset. I felt like, you know, the breakup with Pete Davidson, the death of Mac Miller, you know, all of her public relationships, she decided to culminate all of that into a fucking song, and she put it out, kind of got the buzz, you know, put it back on the map. Okay, cool. Now she decides to take it a step further and make a fucking music video and then make it all poppy. It, any other time, this is cool for Grande because she makes nothing but hits, but she's literally using Mac Miller's death, the the tragic loss of one of, you know, the most artistic people on the planet, in my opinion, and just running away with it. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a whole album of like whatever, you know, tribute to Mac. Apparently she's about to come up with some other shit and she got a Mac Miller tattoo. And and supposedly the Mac Miller tattoo covers up a Pete Davidson tattoo. Look, <laughs> I get, I, I understood the whole Pete Davidson like phenomenon and why she was fucking with it. Matt couldn't get his life together. Uh, you know, she wanted something new, something glittery, somewhat apparently big dick energy. So we also could all tell that the way that they were moving, it was a clear, clear rebound. rebound. Definitely Dwight Howard levels of rebound <laughs> pun intended motherfuckers. Uh, so it, I just think it, at the end of the day, when she's going to look back at this moment in her career, she's going to, like be disappointed or upset or whoever's pulling the strings for Grande is foul for using this like yeah for using this like one little fucked up moment for her I guess pain brings art but to me it hits home because Mac Miller was such a cool dude to like see on that scene and just the ex- making a song about thank you next i learned from this ex and he was an angel and writing a burn book and come on man grieve a little bit more before you do this shit yeah i think also though um to speak to two of the things you just said i think that probably everyone once they get done grieving looks back at the things they did while they were grieving i mean you're always going to grieve but when it was at its height and is disappointed in something that they did mm-hmm and then B, I think that for her, writing this song was her way of like working it out. Maybe all of this shouldn't have been released so soon, but I think her like writing and like getting her feelings out, it was what it was. I think it's a double-edged sword because Grande makes it. She is, I guess, 
Mariah Carey this time. That's all she does is pop out popping shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if if you know you have like your finger on the pulse, so to say, whatever. Why put that out? Like it goes to what you were saying. Like you should have held on to this a little bit longer. Mm. Mac still when you die October, September. September? Mm-hmm. It, it's still fucking fall technically. Like bitch, wait till the next season. Wait till <laughs> it's February. Still fall in November. <laughs> in Dallas it is. <laughs> goddammit. Uh, it. I feel like she couldn't handle this better. Mm. This is all I'm thinking. Yeah, and then I'm real caught in between because I don't like all that, but also, like I said, probably my favorite video in years. Yeah, and and I love this song. And we have discussed that I am fully here for the message that you learn from each ex, and it teaches you how to be you, mm-hmm. and it teaches you how to be on your own, which is what like the second and third verses are about. Because she really only talks about the ex for the first verse, and it's just a line for each one of four, and then after that, it's about being a better person for herself yeah. and being strong for herself. But still, okay, if that's the case, then why put them? I get why, but why put them in the burn book or the X book or whatever the fuck you want to call it? Like, the thing about Pete, you could have put, you could have featured them without your little chinky fucking notes. Mm. If you really want to honor them, like, you're putting out a message to Shine that you can still get fucked. Um, a mix, whatever Sean and Janae got going, because apparently there are like rumors that they're like on the brink. What if you think about it? All these people are breaking up towards it Christmas. Ain't nobody got time to buy people Christmas <laughs> gifts. That's what's going on. It'll everything will get good once when uh, Valentine's Day gets mm-hmm. away. Uh, right after uh, everybody gonna need a New Year's kiss, then it'll be right back to cuffing, and then everybody will break up again around like march yeah april this cuffing trading season cuffing season <laughs> trading uh whatever but i forgot my fucking train of thought <laughs> um she didn't have to write the shit oh yeah, yeah yeah if you wanted to honor you know your past relationships you could have just featured like a cute little picture of y'all together or incorporated them somehow into the Mean girl shit without the burn book, without your little dumbass messages, is what I'm saying. Well, everything else, I think it was supposed to be complimentary, is what it was. Because all, all the other comments were, like, about what she loved about them and being with them. It just happened to be that she said that, and that was the funniest part to me. All of all of the exes were, there was an underlining, I will still fuck you right now. Even if that's Grande being... Funny. Well, or, the first one she just said were friends will always be friends. With Big Sean, she was like really funny. With the first one, he's probably single. That's what it said. He's he's probably single, so she ain't trying to steal him from nobody. Sean is with Janae, and then she had to say something about Pete Davidson and the big dick energy that she he did. always has. So, and then she had like a whole uh, parody scene with um, Jennifer Coolidge at the nail shop where they were talking about dicks, but it was an innuendo. And then she says something funny because they're like talking about teeth. Mm. And in the character that Jennifer Coolidge plays is um, super dumb and ditzy. Mm. And so she really thinks they're talking about teeth. And it's a moment. Okay. <laughs> I'm try. rolling my eyes. <laughs> Man. I'm, I'm here for Grande. I'm a fan. I just think she could have done this whole rollout of uh, I'm in a new relationship and is with me. Bullshit another way there was another way for this shit to 
to come out. I also thought it was interesting that she used two people from her Victoria's cast and that was it. No one else was involved. And there was like plenty of places where any of them could be involved. Mm-hmm. And I saw Victoria Justice posted on one of her, commenting on one of her posts and was like, great job, you guys. You look so good. And it was like very like, hmm. Maybe, maybe it was scheduling because they're so busy, the cast of Victoria's. <laughs> Are you being funny? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you, you click up with the people you work with. Some of your coworkers aren't, you know, your favorites. No, and that's you, for sure. I would not put them in my music video. <laughs> I, I got a few coworkers. I'm going I'm to let twerk for my uh, rap songs coming out mm. December uh, 32nd. Okay. <laughs> Look for it on SoundCloud, iTunes, all shit. December 32nd. Holler at your boy. Are we done with this conversation? Are you over it? Uh, Yeah, man. Fuck Grande. Until well, she come out with this new album. Here's, here's what I'm hoping. Well, she also just did an interview where she said she wants to put music out more like a rapper. I could see that. <laughs> I, could, I could get and Beyonce honestly, might be the next wave. Well, it won't be a wave because Beyonce does it, but but Beyonce puts out whole projects when she puts them out. They're just silent until she puts them out. Grande She's, said she wants to just... Like, just drop songs and, like, mixtapes. Oh! I'm pretty sure that's what she meant by it. I just saw the headline and kept kept it pushing. Okay, I see. I see just drop a single. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. Which yeah. is kind of what she did here, because she had just dropped an album, like, two months ago. You Believe God is a Woman. That is one of my favorite songs. It's oh, so yeah. beautiful. Uh, also, you... You know what I wonder? Which I'm guessing there would have been a headline had it not been the case. What? <clears throat> Did she delete the P. Davidson song? Oh. No, she left it. Yeah, you, you got to keep that energy. We keep an energy all 2019, y'all. She also, so her last tour was the Dangerous Woman tour, which was, I want to say, also the same tour that the bombing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just released on YouTube Red a behind-the-scenes series from that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was interesting, like a whole year later. Like, I don't know if they stopped because there is going to be some stuff in there about the bombing or she just had too much going on. You got to pay tribute. Or whatever. But it's like a whole series called The Dangerous Woman Diaries Mm. of just like backstage stuff. How ironic Dangerous Woman bomb goes off at the concert. Stop. I'm just saying that's ironic. (laughs) All right, we'll move on. Your ex dies. You're real dangerous, Grande. Um, so breaking news just happened while we've been doing this podcast. Kevin Hart was supposed to host the Oscars and he stepped down after tweets of his that were deemed um, derogatory to gay people and made disparaging comments about sexuality have resurfaced between 2009 and 2011. Oh my God. And now he has stepped down and made an apology. He said he made the choice to step down from hosting this year's Oscars. This is because I do not want to be a distraction on a night that should be celebrated by so many amazing, talented artists. I sincerely apologize to the LGBTQ community for my insensitive words from my past. I'm sorry that I hurt people. I am evolving and want to continue to do so. My goal is to bring much, bring people together, not tear us apart. Much love and appreciation to the Academy. I hope we can meet again. What What were the tweets? That's what I'm trying to find. I didn't even know this had happened. So apparently, he originally refused to apologize, and then, um, then decided to step down. <laughs> so less you, than two hours after he declared he would not apologize, shit, his manager DM'd him like, "Nigga, <laughs> this money is disappearing before our eyes, brother." 
It was like, all right. I think, I don't, I don't think that's fair. Because, number one, if you go back on my Twitter, and I'm 0% famous, I say crazy shit. And if I become famous today, like, my views and, you know, outlook on life has completely changed versus, like, 2009. I don't think it's fair for people to always go back on people's shit and try to dig up old dirt. You literally paraphrase exactly what he said, his original response to it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm a psychic. Shut up. Read it for the people. And prove I'm a psychic. Stop looking for reasons to be negative. Stop searching for reasons to be angry. I swear I wish you guys could see, feel, understand the mental place that I'm in. I'm truly happy. Um, I work hard on a daily basis to spread positivity to all. With that being said, if you want to search my history or past, and anger yourselves with what you find that is fine with me. I'm almost 40 years old and I'm in love with the man that I'm becoming. You live and you learn and you grow and you mature. Um, please take your negative energy and put it into something constructive. Um, he had also been quoted as saying, My team calls me telling me people are upset. I'm almost 40 years old. If you don't believe that people grow, change, evolve as they get older, I don't know what to tell you. If you want to hold people in a position where they always have to justify or explain their past, then do you. I'm the wrong guy, man. <laughs> I'm in a great place, a great mature place where all I do is spread positivity. If you're not doing that, you're not on my page. And this is this is the thing about Kevin, because I follow him real closely because he is an inspiration somewhat to me. That is accurate to how he handles shit. Mm-hmm. Anything, whether it's sexuality, whether it's beef in the community of comics, whether it's you know, the grind that he does with movies and shit. He's always positive. Whether it's the running and shit that he started to do with his 5Ks and then 10Ks and now, was it 15Ks up to now? Like, everything he does is, like, great energy, great vibes. Like, why in the fuck? I completely forgot about this joke. And the fact that they're bringing up this joke is insane. Because it's not... It's one of those things where y'all have got to stop ruining comedy Comedy is what it is. It has always made it fun of the sadder parts of our society because if you can't laugh at it, then like you can't. The one, oh, the one tweet was a bit much. I get that. He called um, one of those dudes in his red cup gang uh, a fag oh. in his tweet because he said he had to. It was like trying to be funny. That's not funny. Whatever. But they brought up the joke in his seriously funny um, special. Where he was like, one of my biggest fears is my son growing up and being gay. That's a fear. Oh. And then he goes on and tells his story about how his son um, <laughs> was playing with a kid and they're grinding against each other. And I can't remember what the situation was. Mm. But it was just kids being kids. And he said he had on corduroys. So all he could hear was a And it is a funny ass joke. Now, is he like, like the. The conversation is like, you know, you're, you should allow your kid to be what you want it to be. And like you're sexualizing two kids playing whatever, whatever. At the end of the day, it's a comedy skit. And like Look, as a man raised the way he was probably raised, like. Bruh, that's this is we're talking in 2018. We're talking as people who understand sexuality a thousand percent more than what we did in 2009. Yeah. That, or that 2008. Special, yeah, that special was released in 2010, so he probably recorded it in 2009. Yeah, so, of course we're going to say, you know, that you let your kids do whatever, but then it, was, it wasn't frowned upon, but it was 
an yeah. issue is something you needed to discuss. You also got to understand, like like he said, people evolve and where education was. Like we just didn't understand that certain things were not. Bro, it were was fine. LGB. It was <laughs> yeah. LG. We were like seven letters less. Yeah, like how the fuck the LGBTQ <laughs> community gonna get mad when it was just well, LGBTQI plus now? Exa- Motherfucker, <laughs> they got more letters. <laughs> By 2020, it's gonna be the entire alphabet. alphabet. And back then, it was four. And like, like he said, he like apologized for that. Um, and he is not that same person. And if you saw how he is with his kids, those kids could be everything short of murderers, and he would support them in everything. That exactly. They do. Like he is such a beautiful father with his kids. He's not the greatest husband, so good luck to what's her name. But with the kids, he's like amazing. Yeah. It, that's fucked up, man. Ah, black people have said it. I've been stuttering all night. Uh, black people have said it all year or ever since they boycotted the Oscars. It doesn't matter. Like, Black Panther got a nomination. They're not going to win. This is bullshit. Kevin Hart didn't need it. He's still a millionaire. He still sold like 15 million tickets on his tour. He got plenty of blockbusters. The money's not going to stop rolling in. Like, he apologized for his thoughts in 2009. That's fucked up. Like, Motherfucker, go back to 2005 and apologize the way you thought. Yeah. Hell, half the L- the people his age in the LGBT community probably didn't understand all mm-hmm. of the nuances in their community yeah. in 2010. So yeah. how in the fuck can there, you expect some someone point we do outside? Have to be like, recognize more, be more focused on being grateful that we understand what we understand now and that we're we have progressed from that place. Yeah. And find a little bit more understanding for how people have grown and i mean i think that when it originally came out he did need to actually address it and be like that's not who i am anymore but instead he was just like i mean not even just saying like i I don't know he definitely probably in that first statement and just being like you worried about then check who i am now he like needed to address the fact that he thought that that was wrong kind of Mm. thing but yeah at the end of the day like you have to allow people the opportunity to make themselves better. Otherwise, you're just discouraging them. Yeah. You're not helping anybody to feel like there can ever be. Like, why should I do better? Because you're just going to judge me for my past. So why yeah. not just continue doing what the fuck I've been doing? There's no growth if you stop the growth every mm-hmm. time. There's, you stun it immediately. Yeah. What do you expect people to do? Every time the, the uh, what is it, the rose grows from the concrete, you break the stem, motherfucker. You're not even letting it fully develop. Fuck anybody that's Jesus. in there. <laughs> that <was> so deep. <laughs> hey, man. I, Tupac channeled my body right then. I didn't even know. So, either way, that just happened. I'm sure there will be a further discussion as the time goes on. Yeah. It is what it is. You, he'll, have, he'll be hosting Yeah, And the, now he has his later. own production company that he's doing movies through, so he's making bank. Hard productions, man. Mm. Fuck it. What else we talking about? Because that was, you know, quote, quote, breaking news. By the time y'all hear this shit, we, everybody would have discussed it a thousand times. <laughs> um, Meek Mill's album. Oh, hold up. Wait a minute. Y'all <laughs> thought I was finished? <laughs> Bruh, Meek, Meek delivered. He did. I, 
Oh, you listened to it? I listened to it. Oh. That was what my tweet was about today. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to listen to me. <laughs> I wasn't expecting shit. myself to listen to I it. I wasn't expecting to listen to it. <laughs> I heard people talk about it. I was like, they overhyping it. Let me listen Same. to this bullshit. <laughs> and the first song, I was like, oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And it was trauma, I damn near shed yes. a thug tear. I was like, oh my God, how can you talk so much truth in one song? I was listening to trauma. I was like, I'm never listening to this bitch again. <laughs> this ain't the type of shit I'm going to be trying to listen to. Exactly. I was ready to smack the shit out of a judge. I'm telling you, I was trying to kick a white people in the, a white person in their teeth. A white people. A white people. A white people. <laughs> Look, man, I'm I'm here for Meek. I'm, I'm here for uh, Champions. I'm here for the growth of Meek. Speaking yeah. of... Uh, Kevin Hart and growth and understanding. Meek Mill did jail time uh, for popping a Willie. He discusses this throughout the album. Um, he gets out and immediately like makes up with Drake, makes up with the game, makes up with any beefs he had, you know, p- prior going in. Post out like he's a better man for yeah, the he seems fucked up situation. Reformed, which yeah. is not what the system is known for doing. Yeah, and I don't think. It's reform because of the uh, people around him. Well, I'm saying like it's not because he got locked up that what reformed him. I think what woke him up was just like uh, the way the police system handles Mm. him. Like I think before he was a little woke and he was like understanding how police and the courts worked. But once when he got relocked up for probation again. And had to sit that, you know, X amount of time out. That's what really got him educated and really had him start looking shit up. He's going to be this type of person in spite of. Yeah. That's what it was. It wasn't because, like, oh, he had to do six months because of the fuck shit. And it doesn't help the fact that he's cool with Jay-Z and Mm -hmm. Rob Kraft and Mark Cuban and all these fucking billionaires. Mm -hmm. They got to put him on game and shit. Which is something that we've talked about in the past is that. There are dudes who rap almost to the same caliber as him, and um, there are dudes that have lived the life that he has lived, and yet Meek is this street dude who clearly makes friends and makes high-powered friends. Mm. So he has to be a good dude at the end of the day. Yeah. Because people fuck with him, and like important people fuck with him heavy, and they like having him around. And everybody was upset that he was put away and things like that. So there's clearly something about him behind the scenes Mm -hmm. where he clearly has always carried himself in a manner that people appreciate. We were talking about it whenever he went um, to Philly when he first got out. And two of the first people that greeted him were like two little white teenagers. Girls. (laughs) Yeah. And just like he is clearly like just a good man. And you can you can tell when someone is a genuine human because of the company that they keep. Right, right, right. Yeah, it. he definitely performed his ass off on this album. Yeah, and the album was relevant to his life. Mm-hmm. It was relevant to everything he was going through. Like, yeah, it, that was it. Uh, I'm, I'm here for the song with, well, I'm kind of here for the song with Jay-Z and uh, Rick Ross. What kind of fucked me up, and I just realized this yesterday, Rick Ross spent half his verse talking about six nine. Mm-hmm. I d- I heard like the the purple uh, talked about the hair. And they go the f word is going to be on your back. I heard that little part, mm-hmm. but uh, he was talking about racketeering and the whole like six nine situation. I wasn't here for that. I was here for Jay Z releasing his soul 
on the song. <laughs> I was I was there for that. Uh, trauma. The first like six songs. The mm-hmm. song with the like the Spanish. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know. Uptown vibes. You, oh, bruh. I'm I'm ready to get drunk and just listen to that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then championships was lit because that was like if you survived, you won. Mm-hmm. You got the championship from everything that we've been through. Going bad was dope because it was him and Drake collaborating yeah. on a song. It I, felt like they was on the same wave. It didn't feel like I'm sure they didn't record it in the same studio, but it didn't feel like someone just sent a verse and was just like, "Yeah, let's play pretend that we're cool." Oh no, they're like genuinely. He was on uh, with not Big Boy. What's What's the motherfucker that's cool with Nicki Minaj? Flex. Yeah, he was with Flex. And he was like, nah, we're genuinely, like, bad good. Like, that's my brother. Yeah, Brothers that's... sometimes get in a fight. And it made Flex apologize low-key. He was Aww. like, nah, like, you need to, like, <laughs> get off my nigga's head. Like, we good. And that's what um, I liked about the song is they felt like they was on the same vibe. That's mm. what I'm saying. You know how sometimes you can tell when someone just sit in a verse. Oh, yeah. Whatever. That song flowed. And they flowed with each other mm-hmm. which is also interesting because I find them to be two very different rappers oh yeah and I actually like really love that song it almost made me want a new Drake project and I don't give a shit what Drake does yeah Drake said he was he was going right back to work after the tour and the tour is done so I'm just like going through this album and I really fucked with it heavy like I didn't realize that I did Tic Tac Toe is the song with Kodak Black I don't really fuck with Kodak Black like that and I like this Kodak Black is the internet's baby <laughs> ha nothing oh. I'm always here for that Kodak Black okay. me um and then the, he even had some like slower songs about like dating and stuff and they weren't even about like it wasn't like just like a fucking song i mean some of them were like the army song was just about like fucking hoes and shit but i mean you gotta <laughs> have one of them yeah but um they were songs about like his trust issues with women and shit which was dope they were uh, like deep and then i loved oodles and noodles babies because i feel like there were listening to it there were two groups of people that immediately came to my mind the people that he's talking about, himself, and the people that grew up like him. And then it immediately made me think of all of the teachers that I know who see these kids over and over and over again, who are dealing with these same issues over and over and over again. There hasn't been no solution for it. It just continues generation after generation. I've heard my mom coming home with stories about it for years. It's part of the reason why she went and got her master's in counseling because she couldn't do enough through her role of a coach legally. Mm -hmm. She needed to move over to a different space to do the things that she wanted to do. And it's just, it's a a sad song. (laughs) Um, Not quite as sad as trauma, but still pretty sad. Just Mm -hmm. the, like, the the things that he's talking about. Because what's sad about it is, is it's not a specific song about his story or his life. It is a song about a culture. Right. Things that continue to happen to multiple people all the time. Yeah, man. I'm, but that's oh. why I tweeted today. I was like, I'm too emotional for people to keep testing my patience like this. And also, don't listen to Meek Mill if you are not even a little bit stable. <laughs> <laughs> Meek, Meek brought the heat. Uh, Meek said he's thinking about dropping another project. Like, Do it. Please. If we get this kind of Meek. And I don't know if it's like everybody was just heavily anticipating the project and was just like kind of gassing it up. But if you can deliver something else on this caliber, we got to throw them up yeah. there, man. You- well, yeah, and I definitely, same thing. I saw people talking about it, and I was like, yeah, okay. And I thought that people were just so excited for him to, like, drop something that they, mm-hmm. like, were getting too hyped about it. And then, like, I finished it, and I fully never intended to even listen to it. I figured eventually there will be a single I'll come across. 
and I didn't want to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think that I'm going to continue playing it. Oh, yeah. I was on Snapchat earlier playing uh, Uptown Vibes. That, <laughs> that song go motherfucking hard. But nothing like the intro and trauma. Them two back to back. I'm yeah. going to assault somebody. The mix on intro was dope too. The uh, sample mm-hmm. that they picked. And oh, I yeah. was waiting for the beat to drop on the drums on that. And I knew it, it didn't happen when I thought it was going to. But it, when it did happen, I was like, okay, thank you. I need yeah. that. <laughs> so let, let's rate out of, you know, five fucks. Because the maximum fucks we can give on any music we talk about is five. If you give six, you might as well create it. How many fucks are you give it? <laughs> I'm going to give it like a solid Four point eight. I'm 4.5 fucks in. I'm all the way five. I'm almost all five in. And if I'm five in, I'm damn near sleeping with the motherfucker. <laughs> yes. I'm not, <laughs> I like that scale. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'll be going with five. If I go with five, I know I'm a little too personally. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out, like, who the fuck is ever going to get my five stars? That's what the fuck will be happening. If I'm giving out five, we're fucking. So, yeah, 4.5 fucks from Chuck. All right. We hear me. If you're listening to this right now, continue. Keep keep grinding, bro. Yeah. Don't so let, of, don't let them crackers get you down. <laughs> I thought you was gonna throw up a black power sign when you picked your hand nah, up. No, <laughs> scratching my damn face. Um. So for future reference, my birthday is in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Really, a week now. A week. By the time two you days. hear it, yeah. Here it is. Um. So my playlist right now, um, I think it's gonna have a couple Meek Mill songs on it's, it. It's only right. It's gonna have some Oxnard on it. I was listening to fucking Cheers again today, and I just love that song so much. That's I'm- someone who respectfully fucking eulogized their friend. Cheers. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Mac yeah, Miller. So, um, Shit. I'm sorry. No couple- context. I got a little heated. <laughs> We're talking about Anderson Pack's Cheers on his new album called Oxnard. Yeah, there um, you go. And there's a couple songs from there that I'm gonna fuck with heavy too. Um, I want twerk on my from the City Girls on my birthday mix. They are problematic. I understand twerk is an ass shaking bop. Y'all find me one to replace it, and I'll do it. But right now, oh, actually, you can put dip on there. I I fuck with Tiger's dip too. But Nicki Minaj on that, we don't fuck with her. I fuck with Dip. And also, apparently she's on a remix because I heard it the other day and then she wasn't on it. Oh. And I was confused because I was waiting on a verse and it never came. Because Nicki Minaj never comes. She's like the boogeyman. All right. With ass shots. We um, will also be putting on that playlist Learn From Texas by Bay Big Crit. Oh, yeah. We ain't discussed and just this. to talk about it. Since he dropped the song Learn From Texas, Boo Boo put in a pop-up shop in Houston and Dallas over the weekend. And I made it to the Dallas one. And I late stayed in line for about an hour and a half for some merch. Then I stayed in line for about another 30 minutes. And I met Boo for the first time. And I have pictures with him. And he signed my copy of his last album. And he told me what it said because he wrote it real sloppily, but I don't know because it all felt like a blur. And his security was being really pushy because I was one of the last people. But it was amazing. And Learn From Texas is a dope song. You finished or you done? Maybe. First of all, I'm happy for you that you met Crit Iroh. 
I would be the same way if I met Kanye. Let it be known. I would cry real tears. Like, big crocodile. Like I was oh trying real hard God. not to hyperventilate. Because I also went by myself. None of my friends would go with me. And so I had to find somebody that would take my picture because security would not. And they were like, you can either get an autograph or take a picture or you can do it at the same time. I was like, oh my God, can someone take my picture for me, please? And then I like wanted to pay attention to what he was saying, but it was like all too much and it was like sensory overload. And like I got my moment and he was like so nice and so humble. And that he, I could tell, humble. huh? That hair ain't humble. Actually, I in person, I fucked with it with his little circle glasses he's doing right now. I was with it. I didn't like it before. I take it back. Um, and then, because I could tell he was getting real frustrated because he wanted to cut the line. And I was like, please, God, no. I'm right outside the door. But he was definitely over it. But he was still so nice. He smiled. He was, like, happy. He didn't let us feel it. He was just making sure his security knew. And I happened to see the shop owner, like, hit the doorman with the, like, cut signal. And I was like, no, please, not before me. And then I think he got to everybody. I don't know. I left. <laughs> mm. I mean, that, that's a cool little, you know, promo. Learn from Texas. Go to the two biggest cities in Texas and do a little pop-up shop. And he whatever. dropped exclusive merch, which if you know anybody from Texas, we love something with our fucking yeah, shit on it. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> I will buy some Texas shit in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm not all the way off Crit, but I'm, I, I used to be a bigger fan of Crit than Jordan. Uh, but I just slowly but surely, you know, Crit is, he's cool. I fuck with him, but I wouldn't finish staying in line for three hours for him. Now, if it was somebody else, maybe. But, mm -mm, I'm good on all that. I'm glad you had fun. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I'm wearing my hoodie now. <laughs> Such a fangirl. <laughs> I am sad, though, because the long sleeve is dope that I bought, um, but it has a cowboy star on it. Okay. Because it's Dallas specific. Since we're on the topic, who else are you standing in line for three plus hours is what it seems like you was in line. Who else are you doing that for? Top three. I honestly don't think I'd do it for anybody other than Crit. What? It would have to be a very specific situation. I'm trying to think, is there anybody else that I would want to meet? Plus, the merch thing really had me because I love having Crit merch. That's like the only thing that I really collect and I'm mm -hmm. like here for. I'll buy t-shirts here and there. I actually bought hell. I don't know what I was on. We went to the Kendrick show, but I bought all kinds of shit up there. Well, that was a special situation. Number one, you made us drive all the way to fucking Houston. Number two, <laughs> we was drunk as fuck when we walked in the building. We were. And he had cool merch. That's what it was. I was drunk. Yeah. That's what it was. Because we bought stuff originally, and then went we... to our seats, then I went to the bathroom and bought more shit because I yeah. put it in my purse and I was like, I don't want Charles to know that I bought even more shit. <laughs> <laughs> You wait, you bought more damn merch? Yes, that's because remember later you were like, where did long sleeve come from? Because <laughs> oh, the first shit. time you went you got to the table first, I was like, hey, give me this, oh, that, yeah, and the yeah, other. That's right, and then that's I went right, back right. and got a dad hat and a long sleeve t-shirt. Oh, damn, bro. <laughs> and I love that dad hat. I wear that shit all the time. Man. I also ironically saw somebody in line for crit shit with that tour t-shirt on that mm. I, bought. <laughs> I, I, I still got that shirt, but it's too big, I think. Think that's what was going on. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, if my top three, if I'm standing in line for three plus hours. Kanye, number one. Uh, Charlemagne the God, number two. Uh, do I have a third? They got to be alive. These are my rules, so I don't care. Michael Jackson, number three. Okay. <laughs> I'll just meet him in heaven. 
I couldn't think of anybody else and I put myself on a spot. Oh, Spice Girls. If we're going there, anybody. I would stay in line for Spice Girls for sure. Mm. Who? Uh, I'm really trying to like, I just don't think there's anybody else that I just really like. Just three hours. Mind about. I was thinking on my way out, like there are times when I've thought about getting the VIP like meet and greet pa- packages for mm-hmm. concerts that I'm going to. And I was like, if I don't ever do another meet and greet in my life, I don't really care. Like, that's fine. Mm. I'll be fine. Well, I'm sitting there looking at my my shit and nah. Maybe Cardi B, just because I feel like <laughs> she's so entertaining. Why not? That would scare me. I watched a YouTube video the other day about a makeup artist in Houston. I fe- no, I know. I'm standing upwards to five hours. Erica Badu. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I'm definitely. I Erica need Badu to talk is to her the type though that I feel like you wouldn't even have to stand in line five hours. Like you'd just be somewhere in Dallas one day and she'd just pop like, up. Hey, uh, sunshine, love bug, <laughs> dandelion. How you feeling, brother? Yeah, walking around with an ass out. <laughs> you know that wasn't really her in the Dallas shit. Since when? That wasn't her. Who said? She said. When did she say that? I was watching a video. She said that was a sister. I watched three interviews where she said it was her. Ah, well, I guess she was fucking around in the interview I watched. But she said there was a sister being a stunt double. But I don't know. And it ain't that damn serious. Uh, So, yeah. Hip hip parade for fucking crit or whatever. (laughs) I'm very happy. I'm glad you are. Something can bring you happiness in this world. Like a brother. Shit. A brother from Mississippi that made songs about Texas. Hair long like Kuta Kente. That's the other thing that I love about this Learn From Texas song is that one of the reasons that I I fuck with very specific old rap and UGK gives me entire life. Before Big Crib, my biggest crush was Bun B. I might stand in line for Bun B. Okay. Um, so this song was very much throwback. He threw in a lot of references to old music. It was mainly Houston music, but whatever. Dallas ain't really got... Nobody. I mean, he could throw in like a Darrell lyric or something. <laughs> Get the fuck out of or here. Or a Charlie Boy or something. Maybe a Charlie Boy. Or he's he could have like thrown in some DOC. He's originally tub. Dallas. Um, At least. He didn't really make typical Southern music and he would have. That's a long story. We're not going to get into that history. <laughs> if you would like to know, look up the real history of the DOC. Um... But yeah, I just really liked. This is a song that I know I'm gonna play a lot, mm. and I I really fuck with heavy for okay. multiple reasons. Okay, fan girl, live your best life. Among other things, also the higher song on the other little EP he released was mm. dope. I listened to that. Glorious was lit too, and the artwork for the thrice, um, it's called a single, which I find interesting. It's classified as a single on Apple. Mm. Both of them. Which Thrice is three songs and Double Down is two songs. I really thought he was going to drop a one song this weekend called something. What? I don't know. Um, We talking about anything else? Nope. I think that's it. Time for memes. Memes. Meme of the week. You go, I go. Who go? I guess you go. I don't really have a favorite. I just have a couple that I saw. Oh, let me get to it, motherfuckers. (laughs) Dante Wilder. Tyson Fury uh, had a fight over the weekend. It really doesn't fucking matter about the fight, right? (laughs) During their press runs for the fight, uh, Dante Wilder made some 
some kind of uh, slavery reference. Um, <laughs> after their weigh-in, the guy comes and interviews them about the slavery reference. His response was, to this day. Yeah. <laughs> to this day. So, the internet and Twitter caught hold of it. And it's been playing that one little part yeah. on loop all week. So, it can be simple as questions like, do you still believe in God? To this day. <laughs> to this day. Uh, you still listen to 90s R&B? To this day. <laughs> Uh, Dumbledore, do you still love Lily after all this time? Snape. It's not Dumbledore, it's Snape. Uh, Dumbledore saying this. Uh, do you still love Lily after all this time? Snape. To this day. <laughs> to this day. Do you know what that's from? Harry Potter. I mean, I know you know it's from Harry Potter, but the original line? No. <laughs> so, when he's about to die, he shows Dumbledore his Patronus, which represents Lily, which is when Dumbledore realizes that Snape is still in love with her. So Dumbledore says still, and then Snape says always. Okay, bye. <laughs> Anyways. You still on your parents' phone plan? <laughs> to this day! To this day! Uh, you still bump Tupac? To this day! To this day! Do you really think Texas would have beat Bama if Colt McCoy didn't get injured? Uh, do you miss the spicy nuggets from Wendy's? That that one touched my uh, my heart. Do you still pinky promise? Uh, you and old girl still together to this day, <laughs> to this damn day. So yeah, man, I'm I'm here for the Dante Wilder. Hold on, let me play it for you. And to this day, to this day, <laughs> to this day. That was what killed me when his voice cracked. He meant he was, that from his soul. Boy, his emotions on all time high. <laughs> so, Dante Wilder, your mom meme of the week. Uh, sucks you had a, a draw. Should have whooped his ass. You got one? Are you going to bring up fucking crunching sounds? Giving you fucking <laughs> relieving your anxiety. Last week, because we ain't never going to bring that shit up. Uh, last week I asked Jordan, what's your meme of the week? And this motherfucker came to the podcast and said, I ain't got memes, but I do have videos of people cutting up soap. <laughs> that ain't a meme. That ain't even kind of a meme. It's an internet trend. Uh, ASRM or some shit. <laughs> ASMR. Yeah, I was close. <laughs> you still watching uh, soap cut up videos? Yes. To this day. <laughs> I was about to. I was about to. Oh, um, I don't really have like a meme that I'm just obsessed with right now. So I wouldn't, I don't know. It's just what I saw the most. Um, and it was the be her piece. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've seen a few of those. (laughs) So, um, the idea is, um, first of all, the time I originally, I guess the reason why I have like an instant, like, I don't really give a fuck about any of this reaction is because the original tweet that went viral or post or whatever it was was a big like pick me type which if you don't know what a pick me woman is it's a woman who like puts down other women to like prove to men that she's better than other women so you should pick her and like look at me pick me pick me and they're like desperate for attention from men and Mm -hmm. they go about it by putting down other women for like simple shit that they do as if they're like better um so the original post was like be his peace 
when the world is like his like chaos or some bullshit like that. And so then it turned into a joke online where dudes were like making fun of like the shit that women like go through. Like the most common one that I keep seeing is BRP. She already picked the wrong baby daddy twice. <laughs> um, one of the other really common ones that I think is kind of gross is BRP. She already got to play with herself or cheat because you can't make her come. Oh, shit. <laughs> See, I've seen it the other way. I've seen be his piece, but it was like ridiculous shit that a woman would do. Like, be his piece with a chick, like, like, be his piece in uh, a girl. Did you see the girl, like, peeing in the dude's BMW? That was, <laughs> I guess that was on oh, the Twitter no, thing. I did see some where it was, like, be her piece, and then it would be a screenshot from a typical shitty dude in a movie, like, the dude from Diary Mad Black Woman, or be her piece, and it would be, like, me, uh, and it would be the screenshot of Ike from the Teenage Turner movie, mm. and <laughs> stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 like. Be his piece, but yeah, complete like, chaos. Yeah, tell me be her piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm talking about the chick that peed in the guy's car. No, I missed that. Oh, wait, let me bring this shit up because it was disgusting. And if I see something nasty, I got to show my friend, right? That's the internet rules. I still to this day have never watched Two Girls, One Cup because I have a line that I don't cross and there are certain things that I refuse to watch. So you can try to show me shit. I'm not oh. mad at someone urinating in a car. You're not mad. I mean, I'm mad, but I mean, I'll see it. Like, I'll look at it. You you can't see it, really. It's just her just... That's not real. That is not real. That's not a real thing. She's squeezing that shit out of a bottle. Who the fuck pees like that? Do women pee pee like that? <laughs> I'm confused. She said she was peeing. Who? So, I, I'm i hurt. I don't understand. Even in, so I, I'm very confused. I retweeted. I said, I'm going to have to kill her, but I could get why she did it, though. So, this is my idea. If you want to ultimately, like, even if he cleans that up, you can't get that pissy odor out, right? <laughs> She, he has to ride in his car and think about her until he gets another car. You can't detail piss out. I'm uncomfortable. Completely. Drip, drip, drip. And also, I'm not going to get on my stove. Soapbox? I'm not going to get on my soapbox about destroying property when you're upset. Yeah, but she didn't destroy it. She just pee-peed. <laughs> you destroyed. She destroyed that <laughs> motherfucker in one way or another. <laughs> she destroyed that shit. That car ain't never coming out. What kind of car was that? Oh, man, Who's that brand to... on that steering wheel? It was expensive. That's all I know. Uh, I'm so uncomfortable. Like, what the fuck goes on in your head that you're like, let me squat over this man's center console and piss on his dashboard? It was dashboard. a Mazda. So not expensive, mid-level, but nonetheless. Uh, I'm going to throw up. What if she had a bunch of asparagus in it? <laughs> what, what else make your pee-pee stink? <laughs> Gatorade and salty French fries and okay, let's move a on. side nigga's nut. What are we moving on to? I don't know. I can't think. <laughs> <laughs> she lifted her legs up. If this holds true, like she was at the gynecologist, <laughs> stirrups and everything, and just. <sighs> I'm telling you, she had to be squeezing her abdomen together. She had a hand on her bladder. It was like she squeezed it out. Oh, you nasty, dirty! It was like projectile. Uh, we're moving on. She had to open up her urethra a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. Stop it! I'm uncomfortable. 
There's a fetish for this somewhere. There's fully a fetish. Oh. She's like, I gotta pee. Wait, where the? <laughs> We're done. That's it. Nah, that's that. Uh, I just got that good dick piss. She, she definitely. That's oh, enough. Okay. You're not hearing me. I said we're done. We're we're done. You killed it. We beat the piss out of that conversation, didn't we? We're panicking, bro. You know what? I can't find the other one. I don't even care. I'm hurt now. <laughs> that just absolutely murdered anything I was thinking of. Oh man. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. I feel antsy. Like, I feel like I need to run now. I need to take a shower. You acting like you got to use a bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. Uh, All right. I'm ready to finish this shit. (laughs) I need you out of my apartment. Immediately. (laughs) Oh, man. This shit is funny. All right. No more PP jokes. We're done with that. But, Jordan, close us out, Mike. Well, you thought. Because today we learned that if you try to set up threesomes with strippers, your girl will eventually find out. And she'll probably end up pissing in your car so that it continues to smell like urine. To this day. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> Nasty. Look, thank you for listening. Like, share if this actually gets out. It will. I challenge everybody to uh, share with five people. That you know, love, respect, your co-workers or whatever. And uh, follow us on Twitter, Snapchat, IG, Facebook, all that. Anything to say? Nah, man. Okay. We're we going to get there. Once we get popping in these streets, don't don't hit my line because I'm changing my number. I'm telling you, I had the same numbers in seventh grade. But once when I get famous. Since singular existence. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Whoa. This is a singular number I'm working with right now. <laughs> Tell my kids about, all right, AT&T one day just bought out everything. <laughs> <laughs> we we changed overnight. They even bought out cable. Uh, but whatever you do, when you're out here in these streets, just don't be the next me. Holla, niggas. Toodles.